Hear what I say, we are the business of Jay. Fuck shit is finished today. RT and J, we the new PB and J. We dropped the classic today. We did a tablet of acid a day. Been drunk with the masses and ashes away. Screw, we dash away. Donna and Dixon, the pistol is blasting away. Doctors of death, grooming our patients of breath. We are the pain you control. Ariana, Scalfo. Correct. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. We've never met. We know nothing about each other. This is very true. I know nothing. How did you come to get the call about Le Spartan Game? Le Spartan Games. Um, so I'm that's what they're cover. calling it. In, that's what they're calling it in France. Oh, Le Spartan sure Games. Le Spartan Games Two. Le Spartan Games Two. Le Spartan Games Two. I'm friends with Hunter, and I guess uh, he was being asked if he knew any like strong women who would be amenable to doing the Spartan Games, and um, I have, I'm certainly no good at it, but I have a lot of history, like trail running, mountain biking, running. Um, so he just gave them my number and they called me and interviewed me. And I ended up getting selected less than two weeks out. And um, here I am. Yeah. Well, that's I have no idea why they picked me. That certainly wouldn't be because like Spartan was like slightly disorganized behind the eight ball. That's certainly not why they would wait two weeks to call you, right? I mean, <laughs> you know well, as much as I know. Well, Ariana, listen, I'm just, we like to give our friends at Spartan a hard time. I, I've been in the industry for a minute or two, as the kids say, and sometimes they can be a little behind the eight ball. Sometimes, not all the time, <laughs> but sometimes they do things like try to invite a bunch of people to compete in an event a couple weeks before it starts. I mean, I'm not going to disagree because that's exactly what happens. <laughs> um, they're like, so they're like, hey, Ariana, um, you're going to freeze your ass off in water. We're going to make you dunk mm-hmm. underwater. We're going to make you wrestle these big gals and run up a mountain. Are you down? And you said, fuck yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> I think my, my exact words to Yancey were, if I die, I die. It's, a, it's like a healthy way to look at things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I was, I, I like this stuff. I think it's fun. Um, and I'm also relatively unknown in the fitness world at this point. So I also have nothing to prove which is kind of a nice position to be in where i was like everyone's gonna like look at me coming into this and be like cool we've got a power lifter at a spartan games like she's not gonna be able to hang at all um so i was just like all right i'm just excited to see like what i can do he called me in the middle of my peak week for a powerlifting meet um too which made it even funnier because my training for the last you know few weeks in that week especially had been as few reps as possible because i was training to lift a barbell approximately nine times um, in a day. <laughs> and then he was like, hey, do you want to compete for four days doing nine events uh, with a lot of running and swimming and other stuff that you absolutely haven't been doing? Right. <clears throat> so I was like, sure. <laughs> let's, uh, let's see if, if I held on to any of my running. Um, I'm pleased to say I did. I did not die. All right. Well, let's get that stuff. Let's get that stuff handled. People want to know, right? You want to give us the max deadlift, max squat? Oh, um, so going into my meet was supposed to be the Saturday before I drove up to Big Bear. Obviously, I skipped it. Um, I was looking at my training maxes were a 395 deadlift. I was looking to deadlift 400, uh, 180 pound bench press and a 300 pound squat. So I was looking to hit those. How big would it have been to hit that 400, bro? (laughs) 
That's massive. Um, that's at, that's at least two times your weight. I'm just gonna guess that you're under that you yeah, weigh under two hundred pounds. So yeah, I'm like one fifty. So I um yeah it it would have been cool, but I was actually doing the powerlifting meet mostly just to get some numbers on the board because like in training versus doing things at a meet, it's the same thing as like saying that you've done a Spartan race in your backyard and that you're really good at it versus no, of course, of course you got it. Dude, you got to do it with the lights on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was mostly why I was doing it. And the powerlifting meets are like once a month around here. So I'll probably just do another one. <clears throat> but it would have been cool. But I did 395. So in my head, the 400 was already in, in the bag. There was no there was no surprise there. Right. Um, but, I mean, I, it's really cool. I never – I enjoy lifting things and putting them down. It's like my favorite. Yeah. So um, – so – I started Spartan racing about 10 years ago at age like 40. My wife's about the same age as me. And so she found lifting, like we're kind of opposites. She's the gym rat and I'm the runner. So my wife, after three kids was like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to like get my body back. And so she did a couple of, I know dude, so proud of her. And so her first, she's also like on the shy side. So like under the lights of all that stuff um, was a lot. And so her first show um, she didn't even know, you know, I, I think her coach at the time might be, might've could have prevent prepared her a little bit better with like, you know, you've got to wait for the cues and, and, you know, yeah. all that stuff. And so she like, she, 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 she PR, but it didn't count cause she didn't wait. Oh. And then there was another, and then like the first time she went in, um, for squat, I forgot which one came first, but like she had like the shirt on over it and, you know, they didn't. And like, you know, they, once you say ready, you have a minute, she had to take the shirt off. There was all these like little things that were like, okay, you'll get better next time. And then after she did it, yes. And then after she did it two times, her friends started, um, competing in figure in bodybuilding. And again, very out of my wife's comfort zone. So she, anyway, she's been doing that the last two years and she just had her, you know, the show didn't happen forever because of COVID and she just happened. And she's like, yeah, I'm never doing that again. Like the whole starving yourself at the end is like, yeah. I mean, you want to, I mean, I had so much respect. Like these are amateurs, right? We're, we, we go to the show and, you know, it's not the people you see in ESPN, right? These are regular folks. Yeah. And because I know what my wife went through, my respect was through the roof on all of them because the commitment yeah. it takes, you know, people in our sport and OCR, like they understand commitment to exercise, commitment to, to nutrition. But when you are, uh, what in your training plan is this many fucking calories, but this much work, you are not a happy person. So, uh, right. brutal. She, yeah. And she also didn't like how she looked, you know, kind of too skinny or whatever. So anyway, really fucking hard, really, really, really hard yeah. shit. So she's going to continue to train, but she's done with, I mean, she's done with competing. Yeah. It's different. I think if you get a charge from competing or you enjoy the camaraderie aspect of it, it's really cool. But I think especially for things like lifting and especially things like figure, being under the lights like that, it's so subjective. The judges can the judges can determine what look they're going for that day. So you could show up with an absolutely perfect package and the judges won't like it because they were looking for someone with smaller calves. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't yeah. know that either. It was such an education. Yeah. So, you know, you know, at these shows, there's like, you know, four people in each category, right? Like it's, I tell people, like people are like, how did she do? And it's like, well it's hard to leave without a medal. You know what I mean? There's a lot of categories, yeah. right? Powerlifting is the same. Yeah, powerlifting Right, is exactly. Same. Open, you know, open, pro, novice, like blah, 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 right? Like yeah. masters, mm-hmm. all that stuff. 
but so the woman she went against in in the in the like every, the one that's everybody like she did well in her age group obviously but then in the finals of like the everybody it was her and this like really thick strong girl who's literally like probably 20 years younger than my wife and so we were so proud you know as they counted down like fifth place fourth place third place she's like oh my god is she gonna get it and i said to my wife's friend who's also a bodybuilder i said well my wife's gonna win because she's clearly more defined like this girl was more mm-hmm. like thick and they're like it depends yeah. what the judges are looking for because you couldn't say either of them aren't strong as fuck you know what i mean yeah. And so yeah. we were bummed out that my wife lost, but we kind of know like, well, that's what they wanted that day was this dip was this like sort of bulkier look who again, like you can't deny either of them. But I thought it was all about the definition and striations and shit, but it isn't necessarily right. No. Yeah. Certain certain um, like bikini and figure and now wellness um, even more. So you don't want that super dry look depending on what show you're doing. It's getting so complex, which is why I will never do one because I'd probably make it up there and just be like, all right, <laughs> what do you guys think? Because what I did doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Now, good for her, though. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and again, I just learned a lot. You know what I mean? Like, we, we, you know, obviously pretty healthy in my house already, but now it's like another level of healthy. But, but my wife, God bless her. So she's also making meals for herself and mm-hmm. me and the kids, right? Because, like, the kids don't eat anything healthy. And, you know, like, when she's eating like this many calories a day, like she's like, I still needed to eat. So anyway, God bless my wife. She's amazing. So, um, so I do understand a little bit about how that, you know, how that world works being to, you know, being to like a, a couple of shows and kind of seeing stuff. Um, and I've watched a couple yeah. of the documentaries, right. You know I mean? I've seen a couple of the, I forget what they're called, but I've seen a few of the, you know, the lifting documentaries. Um, yeah. So for, so for you, you you had to have some running background though, because there are some that have zero. There's some CrossFit athletes who never run more than a mile, like ever, right? Yeah. So yeah. you've done mm-hmm. some trail races. You've done you had some running background. Yeah. Um, so I, what I do is I powerlift and I trail run. Um, so when I'm just sort of like in an off season, I just do both, kind of like in a maintenance phase. But last no, this January was the first race I'd ever done because I was going to start racing in 2020 jokes on me. Um, <laughs> and I just did an 11 miler out in Texas. I actually re- ran it with Chris and had no idea. Uh, oh, nice. at the same race. Yeah. I said, I said, I ran that and she was like, I was there. Um, it was an 11 miler and uh, I did place first in women. And, um, but I think that was like when I was way speedier, I was, I was, I'd been training for it, but typically in my off season, I'll do like lots of, um, big mountain runs and hikes and, so I do get a lot of volume in my legs <clears throat> and I am used to running a lot. I've been running for like five years, but again, like my version of running and then there's like Lindsay and Chris's version of running. Those are like two very different. Well, to be clear. Yes. Very, 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 I, very I look, different. I'm like a Clydesdale running through the woods. And then like these girls are like gazelles. So there's. Right. Well, even, there's even, li- even Lindsay's in a class by herself, as you, as you probably saw, like, you know, li- li- yeah. Lindsay, Lindsay is the goat and it's kind of like, like nobody even, like, it's not really a question, um, in terms yeah. of the kind of like, just the amount of like championship she's won and the, and the, in our sport, you know, I don't know how much you kind of talk to people, but for a long time, Lindsay was beating everybody by like five minutes and more, like it wasn't yeah. even close. And then this girl, Nicole, came along. Nicole was in the Spartan Games last year. And Nicole was giving her a run for her money, but then Nicole got injured. Um, and now I think Lindsay's actually stepping back a little bit. So Nicole is definitely, like, top-notch. And they 
could battle back and forth depending on the distance, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, Lindsay's the yeah. fucking go. So as is Ryan. And she's amazing. Like, yeah. yeah. Like they're, I'm just they're both the cutest, sweetest people too, which is I, just so fun. <laughs> just fuck them. They're too attractive and too good at athletes. That's it's not good. They shouldn't be allowed. You shouldn't be I know, right? right. Um so the first event is DECA, right? Yeah. And they're like, lift these heavy things, and you were like, cool, I'm down, right? Were you happy when they announced that? Very. Yeah. I think I smiled and I cheered. I might have cheered. Um like yeah. Yay. Was, yay. Everyone was looking at me like I was crazy, but me and Meg. Uh, we're like, yeah, um, yeah. Event one. Uh, it's interesting though because I think I love I love heavy stuff and I love moving heavy implements. But doing any of that at seven thousand, eight thousand feet in Big Bear, um, it's like a special kind of special. It really, oof. you're like, I could do this just easy. This is just 165 pounds. I could like clean this, press it over my head. I could throw it across the room, and then you pick it up and you're like. <laughs> as you could like the 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 lung we've all got going on um so that was an extra level of challenge which was kind of fun like trying to to monitor your output when you're used to being able to go pedal to the metal and then realizing that you just are not getting the oxygen you need to do that and trying to find that like new baseline um especially with a strength event being the first intense event of the week um I thought it was really, really fun and really challenging. Um, wearing a weight vest for the burpees was cruel and unnecessary. <laughs> cruel and unnecessary. We didn't do, it was unnecessary. Um, but no, because I'm the heaviest. I'm heavier than Meg. I'm one. I'm like. I think I walked into that event at like 165. Um, so I think I was the heaviest girl there. And then they put a weight vest on me, and I'd be like, God damn it. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> um, go ahead. Had so had you done or heard of a Deca or a High Rocks? Because those definitely seem like you would perform well at those. Yeah, I just did the High Rocks in LA. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I was <clears throat> I was still training for my powerlifting meet, but I just wanted to like see if I'd like it, and I liked it a lot. It was really fun. Um, the sled push and the sled pull were like my my favorite. My favorite. But yeah, it was really cool. I like them a lot. I'm signed up for the one in Dallas and I'm curious about the DECA, but if there was like a DECA heavy, I think I'd be more into it. DECA is like a little bit lighter than High Rocks. Yeah, it's a, um, it's a lot it's a lot lighter. It's definitely more conducive to the speedy girls. Um, how did you do in High Rocks LA? Um, I'm trying to remember. <sighs> I ran it conservatively, mostly because I was training for another event at the time. I think I placed probably near the bottom of the pack, to be honest. I was hanging around like in the top five for a while. And then at one point I was just like, I'm slow. And then I just like slowed down. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's but definitely the way to approach a, approach a race. Like I'm slow. I'm just going to yeah. slow down. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I went into it like trying to figure out, because I talked to Hunter about this. That's actually how Hunter and I started talking. Um, he basically was like, look, go do one, get a feel for it figure out which obstacles are your least proficient, which ones are your worst. And then just when your powerlifting meets done, hammer your speed, hammer your running, and then right. really work on those obstacles that you were weak in. So I was going into it more as like an experiment, um, knowing that my running was insufficient, knowing that my my strength was really going to help me on the the sled push. Like I remember I uh, like kind of like ran up to the sled push and like all these other girls were super hung up on it. And I finished it in like two minutes. And then I just kept going. And I was like, okay, so that's not going to be the one that 
I need to train. For me, it was like the burpee broad jumps and it was just the running itself. So um, I went into it more as like a, an experiment, like, okay, what do I suck at? And came right. away knowing exactly. I'd guessed I was correct. Um, but yeah, with a, with a mixed modality exercise like that, especially coming from a, a much more a strict background, like for me training specifically for powerlifting to go into something so, like you said, aerobically, it rewards those with a better aerobic base of fitness. Um, I was like, I could redline the whole time and learn nothing, or I could go in and like actually pick through and figure out like, okay, what do I need to work on if I'm going to be competitive in this? So that that was kind of my my approach. It wasn't the deck of heavy too, to be entirely honest. I was like, hmm, how am I going to do on this? And am I going to make it to the last the last portion? But there wasn't and, running. There wasn't wasn't it? If deck of heavy is without the running, right? Yeah, thank God. <clears throat> there was a sprint, a weighted sprint in the beginning. That was like the first station. Right. Uh, but then like a lot of running, uh, skierg, rowing, um, bike between uh, the, the implements and stuff. So again, it like, wasn't that bad. Like it wasn't that big of a deal. It was, it was actually really cool. I enjoyed it a lot. I like those workouts. Well, there's going to be two big championships next year. You probably heard. There's the North American High Rocks, which is in January. And then yep. the one in Vegas is going to be the world championship. So you know, next year should be very cool for that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm actually, I'm not going to do a powerlifting meet. Like I'm just going to like lift and just get back to running. Cause I came home all like, I'm slow and I don't like it. So I'm going to start. <laughs> I think I was going to go back to running. It was cool and all, but I like being speedy. speedy. What? So what do you think your favorite of the uh, events was? Oh, totally. The tactical games one, the shooting. Why like, is that? To- um, I do shoot guns and rifles and things like that. So I have experience. I enjoy it. Um, and again, the implements, like the actual workout itself was like the heavy Husa cross carry and a farmer's carry and a body drag and a heavy ruck up a mountain. Like all those things are just, I'm a person where if you give me a task and you're like, finish this, I will put my head down and I will do it. And I just, I really enjoyed that so much just to be able to like lift a heavy thing and then just go pick up a gun and like shoot a target and then go lift up another heavy thing and navigate the fact that I was breathing heavy. Also, that event occurred at 2,000 feet of elevation, not eight. It was at the bottom. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) It was the highlight of my week. Um, No, it was really cool. Um, Just the vibes, too, like having all the military guys there, the shooting guys, and watching everyone shoot a gun for the first time or do target shooting for the first time and, like, seeing them get comfortable, the just the the smiles and like the joy on people's faces when they would get through it. Like, Oh, I completed it. I did it. I'm done. I actually did this. Um, that was cool. Like to see as someone who has experience shooting and then watching other people getting to have that very positive introduction to it as a sport was, it was really cool. It was really rewarding both from like when I was performing it and then watching, I think it was like just the most hype we'd had all week. What was your least favorite? Um, I don't, I didn't really have one. Um, people ask me this too, like, oh, like, what what event are you least excited about or least favorite? I'm just not a proficient mountain biker. I, but I can't say it was my least favorite. I'm just bad at it. Like, right. I think I would love it if I was better at mountain biking. Um, the same thing with the, the icy cold swim. I can't say it was my least favorite. It was relatively short. It was freezing and I hated it. Conditions sucked. But at the same time, like... It's cool to do, like knowing that you're doing this fitness test. I don't know. Right, but the, right, but the bike, but you can be bad at the bike, but at least biking's fun. Freezing in swimming, swimming in freezing water does not seem fun or 
enjoyable, even if you're good at swimming. Oh, it was abysmal. It was abysmal. Um, I do think we should have been warned to bring heavier wetsuits. Um, I obviously with nine days, I don't have a wetsuit. So I borrowed one, but it was a spring suit because I assumed it would be at least maybe sunny. Um, no. So I didn't have sleeves. <laughs> so there's, I think there's a picture or like a video of me leaving the water because of course they used it. I look absolutely miserable. I don't have any sleeves. So like my wetsuit's literally just like a sleeveless spring suit, three mil. Yeah, that's a bad, no that's a, I, no gloves. I, I think that's bad. <laughs> oh, it's super bad. No, it was dangerous. It was, I was at the point where like being in 49 degree water for longer than 15 minutes was a risk to my health. Right. No, I'm trying to find it. Cause I think I saw that photo. I'm seeing, you guys have a lot of great photos from this event. Yeah. The photographers were amazing and they were always right there with us. It was like the best. I became friends with all of them. Hi Brent. Oh, Brent Dosher. That's my homie. I love him. I love him. And Michael Brent, Orlando. They're all cool. Brent and I go way, way back, way, way back. Oh, I can't find this. I can't can't find this picture of you. Oh well, I'm sure it's somewhere. I'm sure we'll see it. I'll send I'll send it to you. But it's in the video, like the video that they put up of the the past fitness test. Oh, like there we walking go. Walking out of the water. Yeah. Right. I look miserable. Okay, it's not the pacer. It's the past. Here we go. The past yeah. test. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and you guys, it was the literally the worst day. Like there were other days that weren't nearly as bad. So it was the only day like it. I mean, you guys just got a fucking raw deal. That's just the way it goes. Yeah. Like I, I've been to races sometimes like that, right? Where you you luck out and like the next day it's a fucking downpour or yeah. it's rainy on the day that you actually do it. Here we go. Everybody go into the water. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes, you're like literally like, ah! um, um, I hate every, I was like, hey, my. What was the thickness of the of the actual suit? Like clearly no sleeves was bad, but what at least was the thickness? Three mil. Okay. So I'm pretty sure the guys that were standing in the water were in seven mil with boots. Um, some of the girls are in five mil or five and three, like hybrid suits with you know right. five around the body and three around the extremities. Um, right. That would have been that would have been yeah I would have yeah I mean at minimum just like the three two would have been good. <laughs> Not the three yeah. nothing. <laughs> I was three nothing. I was three nothing. Um, yeah, and I, em- I emailed them too. I was like, hey, can I bring like gloves? Can I bring boots? And I don't know if they just didn't know the conditions we would be swimming in a lake. I don't know. They said no gloves, and then people had gloves. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, always um, come with it. You bring everything next time. Bring the kitchen sink, man. You never know. Oh, I know. I know now. I like I like arrived, and I was like, oh, that's, that's on me for – for not just bringing them, but yeah, I was, I was very cold, very, very, very cold. Yeah. Um, and I, and I feel like, a, but I do feel also that, um, in a competition equipment shouldn't be subjective. Right. So right. like, I know last year the sponsor provided the wetsuits, which makes sense. So if they weren't going to do that this year, then you're just going to have to cough it up and buy them and say, this is what we got. Everybody gets three, two, you know what I mean? Or everybody gets five, three, whatever it is. Not like, mm-hmm. you know, same thing with the bike. I think that's a little silly. Like, you know what I mean? Like here, you have a really expensive bike. You borrowed one from a friend that costs a hundred dollars. It's like for, yeah. if you're doing a triathlon, everybody's allowed to do whatever they want, right? Like, Hey, it's on you Buy expensive. Don't buy. This is an event you've been privately invited to. So I would say, you know, they, you know, they didn't tell you to bring your own stationary bike, right? Like they provided that for yeah. you for the DECA. So I think when it comes to that stuff, it's like, come on, guys. Like that's that should be uniform. I think. I mean, I, I agree. I think just standardization, even just for the athlete safety, 
Um, right. You know, we had when some guys in sleeveless wetsuits as well, and legitimately at that temperature with that ambient air temperature, it is dangerous and or like time for a rescue diver to come in after 15 minutes of being in the water. And they kept us in the water. So we did the underwater swim first. And then they held us in the water and then did the 500 meter swim. So I had been okay. in, the water, in the water for over 20 minutes. Well, I was, so I had heard from, <laughs> from either Chris or Corinna that they gave you the option and you guys said, let's just get it over with. Like you were supposed to get out and get yeah. back in, but everyone was like, fuck it. Let's just get it over with, which I think was a smart move, right? Yeah. Yeah. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't have got back in the water at that point. And I think for people who were in a full wetsuit, it was, it was a little bit more palatable. Um, and I mean, the other issue too, is that they had no tents for us. They had no heated covered areas, <laughs> nothing. So it was basically like, if we got out of the water, we would have all run to the, the van. Right. That we would have had to stay in our wetsuits. Right. And then we'd have to run back to the water. You know, there, there was nowhere to, there was nowhere to cover. And it was just right. a 10 minute breath. And then so, you'd, you'd, then you'd be in that situation where you're like, if you ran into a hot van, your skin would be crawling because you're not meant to go from those two extremities like that. Right. Yeah. But but yeah, listen, so like I'll, listen I, but I'll give I'll give them a pass on hey, there's no heated tent here, even though they said there might be. I'll give a pass on that. I just think for equipment based races, equipment like a bike or a wetsuit that needs to be standard, yeah. or or there's at least an option, right? Like you can bring your own, and we'll also have some. So if someone like Lindsay and Ryan that have done multiple whatevers and they have a bike they love because they bike all the time, bring it if you want. But if not. Will provide X, Y, and Z. Anyway, we don't we don't need to pick on it too much for that, but it's fine. That's I, how, I get paid, Ariana, to give my amazing opinions. I don't know if you know anything about me, but I sort of do. My friend uh, Javier Escobar, do you know? Oh, the greatest! Yes, I love him. Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Oh, you're going to interview with him? Oh my god!" So yeah, he says hi. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I dude, I really like listen, we all know each other. I know a lot of people in this industry, but then there's people that like I really and you mentioned two people I really like. Brent, I really, really like. Javier, I really, really like. Yeah. We've got good taste in people, they're good people. Right? Clearly, right? So um so you I know you cannot let us know results, uh, but it seems like overall you're very happy with the whole event. You seem like you kind of took it all in stride. Yeah, I uh, my coach calls me irrepressible um like we'll do like long brutal hikes together and i'll just like come alive in the last hour when i'm dying and like start telling jokes like i just don't i don't know i think it's awesome i think it's really cool i don't think i would have had this kind of an opportunity otherwise so um your coach is yeah i'm still stoked about it Uh, alex viata right uh he does he owns a completing performance yeah so he does my coaching and it's funny when I when I told him I got the call and I was like, so I'm thinking about going for it. And he was like, thinking or you're going to do it? And I was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to do, do you it. Know, do, you know, do you know Alec? Glennis? Yeah. Yeah, he's one of my athletes. Yeah. Okay. So Alec, I've known since he was like 15 years old. He's the greatest dude. Yeah. He's yeah. an excellent athlete too. Yeah. So he started Spartan racing at the very, very beginning in 2012 yeah. and he was literally like 15 or 16 i can't remember um but he was already winning ultras back then like ultra marathons yeah. and like he's a stud and so yeah i've got to know him um all these years he was actually he came to one of the high rocks him and his wife um yeah and then the and then, one... and then uh yeah. chicago yeah okay yeah it was chicago because then they went they were gonna do the one in germany or something right and then he uh, and then he broke uh hunter's murph record yeah 
He was super stoked about that. I'm super proud of him. <laughs> he crushed it. He crushed it. I thought that was great. Yeah, we uh, we 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 uh, broadcast that uh, with him. It was awesome. Yeah, I, I love Alec. You're mentioning all the people I love. Yay! Uh, no, I yeah, I am. Um, I'm the <clears throat> director, like head coach at CHP. So like, I get to work with all these guys, and it's I'm super fortunate. I just all I do is just talk about how great they are, and then give them clients. So <laughs> I have the Sweet. easiest job. Sweet. I know. <laughs> well, so, yeah, Javier worked. Javier worked with Alec for a long time. Yeah. Yep up until his world's toughest mutter, right? Right. Dude, so you should come out. Come out to the desert. Hang with us for world's toughest. It's like the most fun event. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually, I've already got two people like telling me to come out. So I think, I think I might. What is that? The November 13th, 14th, whatever. It's a couple weeks. Um, so what is that? Like five hour drive for you, maybe six hour drive? Yeah. Yeah. I've done it before. It's super, super easy. It's fairly inconvenient. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Well, you should come out and join us, dude. Okay. I'd be down. I'm excited. I would love to see Javier again. Like I haven't seen him since the last World's Toughest Mutter. I was out there in 2017 crewing for a friend, and that's when I met him for the first time. Who did you Who did you crew in 2017? Um, Shelby. She I think I think she did like 50 miles. I mean, I don't. I mean, I know a lot of people, but the name Shelby does. Yeah, not it was her first it. and last one. Yeah, it was her first and last one. <laughs> her first and last one. Yeah. Oh, so you've been out. So you know the vibe, dude. You know how awesome it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was out in the pit, just like throwing nutter butters at people. Dude, it's such a dude. It's it's the only event I never miss. Like I've missed some of the other championships over the years, but I've been going every year since the second one, which was 2012. I never miss it, and so we're yeah. doing some broadcasting for that one too. But I'd be going anyway because I love it. Um, yeah. So yeah, you should come out. That's awesome. Absolutely. Well, that's just another like check in my reasons to go. Thank right? you for that. Sure, it's a good time. Yeah, I'm I'm lucky. I get to meet a lot of like really really cool people, but like backwards and sideways, like not through. I don't do the racing, but I get to meet athletes that do the racing, and then I end up getting sucked into the. That's the racing. that's right. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Yep. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this with me. Of course. Thank you for having me. Oh hey, Lindsay Don Webster. Good day, Mappy Davis. That was that was pretty that was pretty good. Yeah. How many times do you get that when you start a podcast with somebody? Actually, yeah. not not enough. It makes I, I kind of feel honored when people do it. I wish people would do it. <laughs> I listen. You know, I'm an avid listener. I get notified now when you come up with a new podcast. I know. Rai Rai doesn't listen as much as he used to, but I don't, it's okay. I get it. You guys are busy. You have lots going on. I don't know. I've taken a listen to podcasts during my bike rides and stuff. So, but I would say there's only like two that I regularly listen to: yours, and then there's like a Harry Potter one, which is really nerdy of me. But well, I'm very regular. I'm very honored. Um, are you a Hufflepuff? Oh, excuse me. Um, no, actually, you know what? I could be. I don't know what I am. Every time I take the quiz, I get a different answer. But I'm not a Slytherin. Slytherins what are you? Are, Slytherins are the sneaky ones. Isn't that me? Aren't I sneaky? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'd peg you as a Slytherin. <laughs> Aren't they? Are Some they of the s- people that work for Spartan Race could be Slytherins. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're fucking Slytherin. <laughs> They're Slytherin all over the place. <laughs> Why do you look so pixelated, bro? Like, this is not... Like, do I? You look a little pixelated. Oh. Oh, uh, it got better. You're by your good signal, right? 
Yeah, it's I mean, beautiful. it's just upstairs. I'm outside. No, but... it's beautiful, though. I want to keep it because it's beauty. It's beauty, eh? It's so beauty. It's lovely. Lovely Lindsay, day. Lindsay Maybe like Webster. one of the last warm ones. Lindsay Webster, in your house growing up, what hockey team did you root for? What, what was your family's favorite team? Hockey? I don't know. I guess the Maple Leafs, but... Uh, I wouldn't, ne- I mean, we're bad Canadians. I wouldn't necessarily say that my family is like the biggest team sport fans. So my parents were like always really into whatever sports my sister and I did. So like they would volunteer, you know, at my figure skating meets or like our cross country ski meets and stuff, but not really like, I don't know, televised team sports per se. Oh, okay. I didn't know you, you figure skated. Did you have Olympic dreams as a young lady? <laughs> I did. And then, you know, what's funny is I actually quit because one day I decided that I was too tall and I think I just like grew faster than a lot of people around me. Like I had my growth spurt early, I guess. So then I was like, oh, I'm going to be too big to like ever, you know, be a petite Olympic figure skater. But now I would be like an appropriate size. So it's kind of funny how that worked out. But right. Did you? But hey, I did all right. Were were you a Brian Boitano fan? No, I was. um was he a figure skater? I think he was Canadian. I can't remember. That's the name that jumped out at me for, for figure skaters, for Canadian figure um, skaters. I was a Sasha Cohen fan. Ah. Which I think she was actually American. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like as a kid, you just kind of like follow along with whatever the big names are. So Brian, Brian, was, a fan of <laughs> Brian was an American. I'm sorry. I should know these things. Cool. What about Sasha Cohen? I think why, here's why I thought Brian, though. This, is, this makes good. This makes sense. In 1988, you know where the Olympics were held, right? Uh, was that when it was in Alberta? That was in Calgary. Yeah. And he won. That's the year that he won. So maybe the, I'm, oh. in my mind, I'm mixing my, like, oh, Canada. Oh, yeah. Canada? Okay. So I like Tessa Virtue a lot and Scott Moyer. They were like a Paris team. Right. And they're Canadian. Right. Um, let me Google Sasha Cohen. Well, Sasha Baron Cohen is Borat. Right. <laughs> Not him. Uh, Olympic medalist. Yeah, so Sasha Cohen, I think, is an Olympic medalist. Ooh, it says she's a amateur chef. Interesting. She's only a couple U.S. Years... champion figure skater. She's only a couple years older than you, Lindsay. I know. Yeah, they start young. They start really young. Yeah. So I'm here to talk to you. I mean, I, I could talk to you about whatever because we're just, we're just palsies. You know what I mean? Yeah, we've spent officially the first 10 minutes of this podcast talking about figure skating, which is entirely an OCR related. Definitely right. very different from Spartan games. Right. Uh, but that's how it goes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're, are you enjoying some delicious homemade coffee? Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy to be reunited with my espresso machine. Right. Yeah, Ryan and I are big coffee fans. It gets expensive when we go away because every day we like go to a coffee shop in the afternoon. There's $10. Yep, trust so. me. Don't I? Don't I know it? Don't I know it? I'm a, <laughs> we pick the fancy ones. So you're a, you're a Duncan fan. That's like what you hush, hush your mouth. I drink, I drink fancy <laughs> coffee sometimes too. Yeah, we all do. I've been with you. Remember Jacksonville? Remember that that little tiny coffee shop in Jacksonville? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Hey, you got to race with Kurt last weekend. I was jealous. I did. Uh, wasn't it, was it last weekend? No, the previous one, Kurt Majet, because he did the Georgia race. And oh, the Kurt, Georgia race. yes. So, so yeah, so I didn't, yeah. sorry, I didn't race with him, but he was like there. It was so rare yeah. because. Yeah, so I, he posted that he was going to a Spartan race and I, we had Big Bear that weekend and I was like all excited because I was like, oh, I'll see you. Will I see you there? And then 
he was like, oh, are you in Georgia too? And I was like, Georgia. <laughs> so I messed that up. But I like Kurt. And he's, he's like such a happy guy. You get good vibes every time you talk to him. Yeah, I just saw him standing there. And it was so weird because I didn't know he was from here. So it was kind of like this like out of place thing. Like, what what is he doing here? But it's like, oh, he lives here. So That's funny. Yeah, he's an Atlantean. Is that what you call yourselves, um, Atlanteans? No, not really. <laughs> Some people like ATLians because it kind of looks like aliens. Some people like that. Hmm. Yeah. Is uh, that how, like, would Torontonians call themselves, like, the Sixians? Right. I don't know. The yeah. Six. The Six. I don't even know how that became a thing. I think it was a Drake song. I had a whole, I had a whole like, 20-minute conversation with um, Morgan about that. Oh yeah, what does she have to say? Maybe she's more enlightened. Well, we we both kind of learned at the same time, and um, she she felt bad. She was like, "I should know more about where I live." I'm like, "It's okay, it's not a big deal." <laughs> but everybody's confused because my friends and I have had that conversation, and we came to the conclusion that it was like from a Drake song reference, but we couldn't understand if he had just come up with that or if it was like a reference before he put it in a song. Right. Well, so, I guess it's I like. Know. I don't want to spend too much time on that, Lindsay. We we have limited time. You have a sponsor call coming. We up. do. I yeah, sorry. So many sponsors. Such a big time athlete like yourself. I mean, <laughs> there's like you know Sean. What's his name from the Olympics? Sean White. Uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, what's his name? Aaron Rodgers and you. I think you guys have the most sponsorships. Those three athletes. <laughs> this one's with Aura Ring, which I'm really excited about. Oh, that's really exciting. I know. Fingers crossed something comes of it because Ryan and I both like bought one because we were like, this looks really cool. This could benefit us. And then they messaged us and we're like, hey, would you guys want to work together? And I was like, ah, we just spent $400 each on one of those. But I'm sure they'll (laughs) hook you up if you work with them. I mean, come on. That's how it goes. I hope so. They just came out with a new one that looks really cool. So maybe. Well, let's talk about ye olde Spartan games. Okay. Um, Last year... Um, hang on a second. Let me write this down. I uh, should confirm. So my race cough is gone, and I heard I listened to your podcast with Corinna, and she was like, "Yeah, we're all coughing," but she didn't say it's not COVID. <laughs> so I just want to confirm we did not all have COVID. We I, took like five COVID tests, and once we all started coughing, like two days in, they actually made us do tests again because I think they were paranoid that like we I, had all had, got COVID. I talked to Ariana. She sounded even worse than Corinna. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ryan's was worst. Oh, but and- it turns out, so Ryan saw a doctor and it turns out his was actually an allergy. So I'm wondering too, if there was like something out in, you know, that California fall desert weather Ryan- that was like people were allergic to. Ryan told me he got an injury at an intercoastal waterway. That's what I heard from about Ryan's issues. Ryan Kent or Atkins. Atkins. From an intercoastal waterway. Yeah, some weird injury he has, like named Mac. <laughs> named Mac. <Ryan. laughs> um, no, he. Oh, I yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, he like he'd had a mild cough for a little bit, but it got really bad once we went out there. So I don't think the two issues were actually related. And then when he, he saw like the doctor, but it, they said like it was an allergy, which was just a couple. Of days ago so yeah but maybe that's why part of the reason we were all coughing so aggressively <laughs> well it was a it was definitely like a rough couple weeks for you guys i mean you race big bear then you do the games then you swept back over to 
Canada, right, over to blue, it's been a pretty crazy few weeks for you. Yeah. Woke up at what felt like 2 a.m. after like four hours of sleep the night before. <laughs> yeah, it was a wild couple of weeks. So I cried on the finish line of the Canada race, which was really embarrassing. I'm not a crier. I've never done that before. And I had no idea why I was crying. And I think I, I was like, people kept asking me and I was just like, that was hard. It's like, all I had to say was that it was just hard. And I think I was like, glad it was over and surprised that I survived. So, yeah, first time I've ever cried on a finish line. Really? Well, I don't think it's anything to be embarrassed about. No, Rhea always cries on finish lines. And I was like, I so admire that she can just embrace her emotions like that. But, you know, even like Spartan World Championships, when I ran, I almost cried, but I didn't cry. But I cried this time a lot. (laughs) Well, what do you think your favorite event of the Spartan Games was? Um, I would say probably the the one with the shooting. I forget what they officially named it. The yep. Hero Within Challenge. Right. Um, which is kind of ironic because, I mean, obviously I can't say anything. But once you watch it, you'll see why it was ironic. <laughs> <laughs> that it was my favorite event. <laughs> You don't have to do well at we'll something for you don't have to do well at something for it to be your favorite. I did well at it. It's just um it uh it affected the overall points in like a certain way that um anyway. Okay. We'll see when it's released. Yeah, I know. We're under NDA, so I can't really say anything, but I understand. Um, I... consider it a teaser, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's what people tune into my content for, big teases. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And what did you what did you least like? Um, I think her and I was saying how wrestling this year was a single elimination. I wasn't a fan of that either because it, it did like, yeah, I mean, I had a lot of fun. It was still like overall one of the events that I had a ton of fun in. Um, I just didn't like how, yeah, a single elimination like sort of sucked because a lot of people, um, were out after like one round that, you know, should have continued potentially. So yeah, I just like, and it also just made, made it so dependent on who you drew, like Ryan drew Mac. <laughs> so yeah, obviously like, you know, a second chance there would have been nice for him. I mean, but overall you had a good experience. It sounds like. Yeah. I had loads of fun. I mean, even if like there was no prize money, I would probably still, uh, Oh shit. Hold on. My dog's just like wandered off to go eat some chickens. Oh One no. Second. Okay. <laughs> Come here. You good boy. Sorry. It's okay. I didn't realize that I like hadn't hooked him up when I let him in. My bad. I don't know. That's happened when I've been on when I've been on with you before though. That's happened. You've been like, <laughs> you were in your you were in your magic shed and you were like making tea or honey or something and the dogs had eaten the chickens. It was a whole thing. Maple syrup, yeah, totally. <laughs> Maple <Anywho>. syrup. <laughs> I do recall. I'll be there. I know. But, Listen, I mean, you and we Ry- were planning to go on all along. So. Right. You and Rai Rai will be there. I will be there. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing you guys there. Uh, but I also, um, I'm trying to find out. I mean, obviously, when I get there, I'll know. But um, Yeah. Oh, hey, my call just got pushed back 30 minutes. All right. That's good for us. Boom. Perfect. They're yeah. probably like, how much money do we have to offer them? We have to give them so much money. Hold out. Just hold out for a ton. <laughs> I bet they're just busy. <laughs> I mean, they work with them. Um, oh, gosh. There's like some huge celebrity that they work with. Not like, oh, it's Kim Kardashian, I think. Oh, Jesus. So, I mean, they're probably busy with her. They don't right. have time for the likes of me. Right. 
Was it you and Ryan or just you or how is it? Who's the yeah, client? both of us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of our sponsors actually overlap. We're like pretty lucky there. I don't know if like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Like if, if a sponsor reaches out to one of us, we'll usually be like, Hey, my husband's pretty great too. So usually we just end up with the same ones. But then I think a lot of sponsors like enjoy to have like a married couple who's like both athletes in the same sport. So it yeah. kind of plays in our favor. But. Yeah. If, if one of you weren't as good, it would be like, oh man, I guess we got to include her husband as well. But the fact that you're both good helps a lot. <laughs> well, thanks. I mean, I think I think that definitely works in your favor. <laughs> We're lucky ducks. So back to the old Spartan games. Um, uh, last year you won, even though uh, there was like a bunch of this like strong stuff for the strong people. This year. Would you say it was more balanced or equally strong endurance? How would you say that worked out for the, in terms of the... Yeah, so it was different. So this is like, I mean, I didn't have a lot of complaints about this year's event, but like a lot of um, the things that we did this year seemed the same style. It was like this strength endurance type stuff. So if it, even if it was supposed to be an endurance event, like the trail half marathon, they'd be like, we're going to add a weight vest for the first two miles or whatever. And then it like puts a strength element in or like the hero within shooting challenge. It was like the first half was this strength event. And then the second half was like a mile run with like, I think 50 pounds. So like endurance, but also strength. Like, um, I think I heard Chris Rigloski talking about that on her podcast. And she was saying that it was like turned it into an endurance event. But actually the people who came out with the top run speeds in that event, I wouldn't necessarily like say we're like the people that you would expect to have come out on top so like the the weight that we had to carry did affect it a lot um but yeah like just overall like same sort of style of events whereas like last year was very polarized whether it was like endurance or all out like gritty strength um and this year it was just like every event seemed to be almost like the same kind of thing (laughs) if that makes sense but you liked it yeah. Yeah. I had loads of fun. Um, yeah. I would do it again for sure. What about, let's talk about, let's talk about running in the desert. Why not? Okay. What do you, are, are, are you worried about it? Uh, I would say that I'm like less nervous for Spartan world champs than I have been in years because it's going to be like, well, we'll just see how this goes. I literally have no idea what to expect. I will prepare to the best of my abilities and then we'll see how it goes. Bring it. So you don't have, you have zero expectations? Like, all right, well, Susanna's tough. Maybe that'll be tough, but everyone else, whatever. I mean, you know, Eda will be there. Like, what are your thoughts? Yeah. um, So, like, primarily, I think it'll be interesting that they're going to have an event that's not, like, a championship event that's not on a mountain. Because Spartan Race loves to, yeah, just put all their championship events on, like, you know, Lake Tahoe or, like, Big Bear. The big ones are always on massive ski holes, basically. Killington. Yeah. Um, so I think it's cool that it'll be like a different style, maybe favor a different type of athlete. Um, but then again, I have no idea what running in the sand for that long is like. Like apparently these sand dunes are like pretty huge. And then Dave Watson said that it took him like an hour to walk up one of them. Cause like every step that you take, you just sink in and slide backwards. So then even though it's like whatever, a 200 meter tall stand dune, it's going to feel like it's like a thousand meters tall. So who knows? Um, but is yeah, it, I mean. Is it a beast sorry. distance? It's a beast. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't really know what the, 
weather is going to be like. Um, I mean, yeah, co- competitors wise, like I think um, Zuzana is like really fast this year. And then Emma Cook Clark is coming too. And I think especially in that terrain that she could do quite well. So, yeah, I mean, I think I have a shot, but it's, it's going to be tough. It's always tough. So be fun. That's why we race. That's why we train. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I think it's going to be very interesting for the first time it not being some ridiculous, you know, mountain climb thing. Um, and listen, I'm going for the experience. I mean, I probably won't go again. Like I'm telling people like this is a once in a lifetime thing for me, meaning if they have some two-year deal with Abu Dhabi, I probably wouldn't go back again. It's a lot of travel. You know I mean, it's, 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 it's a big trip. So I'm going, I'm yeah. totally fascinated and like, it'll be fun and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I kind of have the same mindset and like if they do it there again next year, I'd, don't that I would go again if it I mean it depends how next year it goes like if it's not my full-time job anymore then I'd be like I, I wouldn't feel as obligated and I don't know that I'd travel all the way there right <laughs> for a second time. right but it's gonna be Rai Rai's full-time job still yeah so just be like go have yeah. fun buddy I'll, I'll be here in nice cool Canada while you're sweating your ass off in the desert I would say that one of my primary concerns is that like Ryan and I finally agreed that we'll stay in the tents on site but last time I slept in the desert in a tent our best friend was stung by a scorpion. And so I'm like really paranoid. About I was doing all this research about like poisonous creatures in the desert. And like what? So apparently there are scorpions and guess what? They come out at night. Um, is there, is there repellent? Nobody told me about this. Yeah. Well, of course, like Spartan race isn't going to go announce that because nobody's going to want to stay in their tent. Well, usually like, no, I don't know what you do. But somebody like, says like, oh, well, there's this, but you can buy stuff. So don't worry about it. Yeah. And Big Bear, I was talking to somebody who has raced in or not raced, I guess, but like stayed in the desert there before. And they were saying that like there are scorpions, but that they they wouldn't like go in your sheets. So maybe they'll like I was like, would they come in your tent? And they were like, well, maybe but, like, apparently they won't, like, crawl in between your sheets. But I don't know. Like, I'm going to be checking my sheets before I crawl in there. <laughs> I'm, <just saying. laughs> well, I'm glad we're in cots and not right on the ground. <laughs> right, but there's no – you don't really have a choice. I mean, it's three and a half hours away. So I if you know. didn't stay there, you're going to spend more than half your day in transit, and that's no way to prep for a race either. No, exactly. So, I mean, I'm not thrilled about it. But also, like, don't let me freak you guys out because I don't really know anything about scorpions. So don't, like – yeah, I'm somebody. Talk to somebody from there. They're going to be able to give you way more, way better information than I am. <laughs> yeah, I haven't talked. I talked to people early in the year when it, or last year when it first got announced. I talked to some <laughs> local people, but I haven't talked to anybody in a while. But no, I'd I'd like to to get more in the lay of land. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. I was I was really hoping Spartan would get their shit together and actually have like information for people <laughs> like this is yeah. what it costs and you know yada yada and and so um i got my trip handled but I, I i think they didn't do themselves any favors by like if you go to the website it should say very clearly here's what a one-person tent costs here's what a two-person tent costs yeah like, like here's even like we're confused about like but you know, but it, but book but, this like how <laughs> well so what they have instead is they have it listed here's what the options are then you send an email and somebody writes you back in broken English with the costs. And you're like, this isn't confidence building. You know what I mean? Like, no. you know, what if I, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, okay. You know what I mean? I waited a day to get my information. You know what I mean? Instead of just like, boom, here's what it costs. Yeah. 
yeah, I feel like they could have listed a bunch of different options on the website. Like, you know, when you go to somebody's wedding and it's like, here's the lodging course, options. Like, right. can we do that, please? And then, like, we tried, I even thought, like, oh, I'll get a motor home and then we can just park it. You know, there's air conditioning for during the day. Right. Which I tend to do have for people who are wondering. But um, motorhomes are like hella expensive, like really expensive. <laughs> so we didn't go that route. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah, not not great especially considering too like this was supposed to happen last year and it didn't so like they had a whole extra year to put this together and it's still yeah i don't know yeah it's a little i mean it's also very much like spartan right like you kind of don't you because the bar is really low but Mm -hmm. um, you know it's like all right the high the average high in 78 so that's not too bad like right now the average right now the average high is 95 and the low. I think it's going to be like a nice sleeping temperature. Yeah, too. sixty-two. Like just fall temp. Sixty-two to sleep in is. You know I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, get all cozy in your little little bunk there. Um, so it could be much worse. Um, mm-hmm. But 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 yeah, it's just oh Spartan, we love you so much. We always hope for the best, Spartan. <laughs> <laughs> I get they always have a lot of stuff going on, like but so it probably gets put on the back burner because they're like, oh, that's a year away, but. Like, I don't know, how about announcing maybe, I don't know, U.S. National Series dates? How about that? Mm-hmm. They announced locations, at least they, some of them, which basically is like the exact same as this year. Right. But once again, no actual date, no actual distance. Mm-hmm. And then they were doing like one a day or one every other day. It's like, okay, cool. We'll know the whole year. Pre- nope. We're going to stop after three. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. They did that thing where they were like, oh, what did they say? It was like free like entries or something if people could guess the final too <laughs> right, I wonder if that which happened. i was like why wouldn't you just look at this year's schedule and like there's probably your <laughs> final two locations well, no, they so do. i don't know if anybody actually guessed those then and they said no, oh but you they won, do then, like, no maybe. but they do they do mix them up a lot you know what i mean like they do like you know montana was one and then it goes away palmerton was one then it goes away they they, they do change around you know what i mean yeah that's true so it's not it's not a hundred percent um mm-hmm. but yeah come do the canada series next year I would Folks, lo- Aaron I would, and Sarah were like the only people who are smart enough to come and do it. You could totally double up. I think that's very wise. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah. I would like to. I haven't been up there since we did Mud Hero seven years ago. I'd love to get back up there. Yeah. Well, actually, I was up there for OCRWC, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's been a few years. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. We always come and do the U.S. series. So I feel like that applies to U.S. racers too. All North Americans. Right. Come to Canada. Victor Julius Jones, aka VJ Jones, is that is that your actual kind of is that your actual name? No, so like um, the way that you see it spelled V E E J A Y, that's that's my name. Like that's that's official. I feel like we've covered this, but I'm getting old, I'm getting older, VJ. I'm getting older. Yeah, uh, me too. I am. I'm going to be fifty in April. You know that you're more than twice my age. When I was your age, a 50-year-old was a fucking grandpa. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say anything, but, you know. There are people my age who have grandchildren. There are people I went to high school with who had kids right away, right? Yeah. But I'm saying that this is, this is to let you know what the future can be, right? So if I work really hard and I dedicate myself 
I can attain everything that you have. That you it can all that's all mine. That fifty is not a death sentence, my friend. That you can be vibrant, you can be uh you can have your wits about you. You know, at this point in my life, like I, I think towards the future and I can't even imagine like what it'll be like. In my mind, like I'm I'm gonna be like, you know, twenty forever. Of course. At least right now. Of course. So of course. I, I can't even picture that, but you know, I think I think I can be resilient. Dude, dude, you want to talk about you want to talk about hope, okay? When I was twenty, we got Bill Clinton, so we were like, "Man, life is gonna be awesome, right?" We'd had we'd had these like eight years of like Reagan Bush, first Bush, and it was like, "Man, we have this young happening president. He smokes weed. He plays the fucking saxophone. I mean, <laughs> life is gonna be awesome." Oh. I won't get into any t- of today's politics, but... We have the dream team, the real mind. dream team. The OG dream team. Okay. I know you're familiar with them, Veej. <laughs> I'm just telling you how hopeful I was as a 20-year-old. Hope springs eternal. Dude, hope's hard to come by these days. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Every, every like few weeks, it's a new roll of the dice. Like, uh, who knows what's going to change, what the next thing's going to be. So Listen, we, we were promised flying cars, my friend. Yeah, that, that heavily missed out. I remember I saw something about what was it? The Back to the Future date that they came to the they went to the future and it was uh like 2016 or something and they had like hoverboards and flying cars. Right. I they mean, can just see us now. We do have hoverboards, don't we? Aren't those real? Well, no. They still have wheels. You can't hover? No, they call them hoverboards for some reason, but nothing hovers. How about that roll. one wheel thing? That's really sick, though. The hipsters, that, the hipsters, fucking rolling around on the one wheel. They just came out with a new one, the GT. It's got more range, more power, more capable. I think I might have to get one. Right. Well, listen. Be sweet. Listen. Okay. Yeah. You, you see, you see. I don't like to get in people's personal life, but you are with someone. You might marry that person, right? If you do, hold out on the kids thing because all your money's out the door. Just telling you right now. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with that. 100%. Like, I'm uh, I'm in no rush, and that's that's a big, like, if or maybe, if it happens. Right. Not really part of the plan at this point. Right. My wife just peeked in and looked at me by me saying that. He's 20 years old, honey. Oh. Trying to save him some heartache. What, you want to come say hi? My wife doesn't believe you're 20 years old. <laughs> he couldn't believe I'm 50. So this is, what, this is what people in their late 40s look like, see? I just wanted to see what a 20-year-old looked like. I'm 23. Oh, okay. You're 23. Okay. Just, I'm a little past 20, just like barely, but right. yeah. You started obstacle racing when you were how old? 16. Right. F- 15 or 16, yeah. So I've been doing it for a, a cool minute, but yeah. Right. Anyway, wow. that's, that's what they look like. Wow. Nice to meet you. That's VJ. That's Nice Stacey. to meet you too. <laughs> nice to meet you. I've heard about you. Yeah. See, this is why, you know, you're still the future of obstacle racing, even though you've been around for seven years. It's like people, you know... Uh, Bracken gets mad because he's like, I'm not that old. I'm like, yeah, but you've been around for 10 years. So people think you're old. It's the same thing with you, except that <laughs> yours is a little yeah. bit scaled slightly differently. A little bit. Yeah. I'm the only one that was really young that got into it that stuck with it other than like an Isaiah, you know? Um, but even Isaiah, even Isaiah, was, even Isaiah, I think was 21 when I met him. Well, I think he started and he was still a teenager, like 19 or something like that. Um, I feel like when I met him at World's Toughest, he was maybe 20 or 21 but yeah, but now, and I know this is not, this is side topic, but now we are starting to see 
the the real first generation of teens that might actually move into pro. Like you were you were an anomaly. Like who is this kid? Yeah. But now you've got the whole like you know the brother and sister I just interviewed there. The the girl that I think broke your record maybe. Um. So she definitely I think was ahead. Um. Well, I, I don't have a podium record. I have a win. Uh. And that still stands. So when but you first podiumed, like, it wasn't. Because I remember calling you. My first podium. My first podium was my first win. That was like right. But I remember man. like calling Alec and being like, "Hey, Alec, this young person says he's beating you, but I think you have it." Like blah blah blah. I remember those days. Mm-hmm. So you you're saying you have youngest win, but you don't have youngest podium outside of a win because your first one was a win. You're saying you right. I I don't have youngest podium. I think James Nair was actually younger than me when he podiumed, but I won when I was 16 and like 16 and like 10 months, 16 and nine months or something like that. Um, and James was younger than me, but then these girls from like that, that OCR girls group, they're like, they're young right. and they're podium. Right. They're podiuming. It's amazing. It's they're super cool. It. It's super cool. Um, so let's talk about the, uh, the event known as first of all, I see a giant second place Indian mud run. Who did you lose to? Logan Broadbent. Oh Jesus, VJ! Come on, man, get ahead of that guy. Well, I had plenty of excuses to roll out, but I'm not going to. He was just—he uh, was a monster that day, and he, he definitely earned it. He beat me by a lot too. Like, like halfway through the race over, he'd already put like two minutes on me, and I just I just let him go. It's like. I wasn't going to run him down. Right. He's but flying. Here's the great news about you, though, VJ. Your 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 future is high. Like, if I was buying futures, I would buy VJ Jones futures, right? I appreciate that. Like, at the start of this year, or maybe even last year, it was like, hey, time to start short-selling Woodsy stock. But go long <laughs> on VJ futures. You see what I'm saying here? <laughs> yeah. Wow. wow. That's awesome. I, listen, I'm just trying to relate to the listener. I know people are day trading now. I'm just trying to relate. All right, it says my stream is being wonky. What the fuck? Is that your stream or my stream? Plus the little up and down arrows and the plus. I'm crushing it over here. <laughs> Wait, say that part again. Hang on. You were your your the connection was wonky. Say that part again. Well, I was addressing the connection thing. I have four bars, the up and down arrows. And a plus, like I have to be crushing internet signal right now. Okay, so I'm going to switch from internet to my phone. So it might take a second to click over, but that only says one bar on the phone. So why would I want to do that? Mm, I don't know, man. All right, let's stay here. All right, oh, let's talk about Les Spartan Games. Cool. Um, you get the invite, and mm-hmm. your, your first thought was what? I'm not ready for this. <laughs> that was literally your first thought. That was the first thought. Like, um, I'd been training specifically. Like, like I, I've made this very public, very known. Like, I am very specific in my training to specific events. So, going into OCR Worlds, I was a 3K monster. And then going into Big Bear, I was specific to like I need to win a 10K mountain race with obstacles. So get it's very these, specific. To get these to that. bitches off my back. <laughs> well, no, just to like, you know, I knew I was capable of it. I just I wanted to really put it together and have a shot at the series. So that was pretty much the athlete that I was. And then, you know, four days before I fly out, Spartans like someone dropped out. We have a spot. 
And I'm like, uh, why not? I'm already going to be there. Like, I'll go ahead and hop in. So basically I went in like no real preparation or anything like that. Um, I was not nearly strong as I needed to be for these events, but, um, it was fun. It was, I took it as more of kind of like a celebration of all the hard work that I put in this year and just like getting to do something really fun and go meet some new people and, and, and have a blast with it. And it was very fun. It was very difficult and challenging, but it was fun. So, and yeah, and it's meet new people, hang out with your buddies, right? You got Kent there, yeah. right? And all those guys. Uh, what's your dog's name? Wesley. I believe I might have asked you that before. He's who's the he bread named? pirate, Wesley. I was going to say, who's he named after? The dread pirate? Dread pirate Roberts? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to get like a big St. Bernard one day and name him Fezzik. Um, <laughs> that would be pretty a, sweet. Just have a whole family going on. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that movie in the theater, VJ. How do you think about that? That's amazing. That's like my go-to film. I'm probably going to watch it in the next few days here. And I have a sweet Dread Pirate Wesley costume that I break out every year for Halloween. Okay, why is it your favorite film, VJ Jones? I don't know, dude. It's like the most cheesy, low-budget thing ever, but they just they hit the mark. It's perfect. Each of those characters is so memorable. There's so many memorable lines. Like, There's no one that gets swept over. Like, When you think about that movie, there's so many iconic things that are said by every single character that stick with you forever. So I'm with it. I like it. Did you see the big remake they did this year, like on social? No. Oh, I think it, it might have been on that Quibi app now that I think about it, but I'm sure it's already been moved to YouTube. So like everybody took like 15 or 20 seconds and filmed it like in their backyard. And mm-hmm. like it's obviously in their backyard, but that's what made it great. So like Jack Black does a scene and like, you know, Pat Oswalt is like doing the inconceivable scene and like nice. all that, all that different kind of stuff. Uh, it's really good. You should see. It's like a ton of celebrities. Let's check it out. Just Google sure. Google uh, Princess Bride remake 2020 or something. Pen- maybe it's called the pandemic. Like I said, it might have been on Quibi. R.I.P. Quibi. So you get there. I don't know if you know this. I get distracted occasionally. You get there. You're like, I'm not a strong guy. First event. Boom. Deck of heavy. I want you to lift this awkwardly shaped fucking thing and carry it around and then push this fucking sled. And you're like, all right. Pretty much. That was it. Like every event was like, okay, this isn't necessarily my forte, but um, I'll hop in and I'll, I'll give it my, give it a go. Like it wasn't, um, I didn't put any pressure on myself. Like I accomplished, I had two big goals in the year. I wanted to win the three K and I wanted to like put a strong showing in the national series. And I did both those things. So this was just kind of like icing on the cake. Uh, so what did, what event did you enjoy the most? Probably the mountain bike and the, the, like the tactical event that we did at the end. Um, that was very cool. Like I've never, like I've had plenty of shooting experience, but I've never, um, done it in that kind of environment going in with a high heart rate after like moving heavy weight. So it was, it was really cool to like have to go through all the safety procedures, like appropriate firearm safety, or you get penalized and, and have to like do all of that stuff. So that was very cool. I, I enjoyed that one a lot, but also just getting to ride the mountain bike. It really like, um, re-stimulated my passion for that. So I'm, I'm all excited. I'm going to go riding more. Can you put him somewhere else? Yeah. Please? Man, God, he's distracting. Put him somewhere else. God, my, my dog, like he, he doesn't get bored of things he's like straight up like if he's gonna try to like get me to do something with him he'll sit here for an hour and just like slam his head into me holding a toy until i throw no, that's that's the that's the what the dog does like you throw that yeah. toy once 
you may like you're now you're doing it for life. That's it. Yeah. So if Committed. I come to your, if I come to your house and your dog comes over to me with a toy in his mouth, I'm not fucking throwing it. Okay. I know. <laughs> I'm not. That's fair. Because he's just gonna keep coming back to me. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. You seem pretty mellow today, VJ. Usually a little bit more peppy. Well, I have a. I haven't ran since Spartan Games ended. And I am not planning on doing it for another week or two at least. And then if I start exercising again, it probably won't be running. I'll probably be mountain biking or swimming or something. So it'll be a uh, – I'm, I'm super mellow right now, dude. I'm wrapped up in this nice fuzzy blanket, dude, staying warm. Got a fireplace that I might turn on soon. A little bit of snow on the ground outside. Very chill. Chill winter days. All right, let's shift focus. I, I may have a, a new backyard soon. Maybe, maybe not. We're seeing. And if I do, right, right, what's the first thing I should build in my new backyard obstacle course? What's the first thing I should build? Well, probably the most functional thing would be a rig because right. you can do a lot with that. Right. Um, yeah. But I'd look to see, like, if there's something you struggle with. Is there anything you struggle with? All obstacles. I, I, only, I work on running. I need to work on all my obstacles. Uh, Z wall is pretty easy to build. Plus it's really cool to spend time on, but honestly you can only do one thing on it. So I would go rig for sure. Rig is the move always. Right. And then who's, who's your appendage maker of choice? My appendage maker. I don't know. What, what would you call it? You know, like you can switch it. You got balls, you got ropes. Like do you have a company? Oh, I see. Oh, I, I'm really big into force five. I'd say force five is my go-to. That's like most of the grips on my rig are force five. Um, I like those guys a lot. They're super cool. Just out of thought, VJ, always thinking. Cool. The older I've gotten, the more I've understood this value of multiple income streams, right? Like you hear about that since you're a kid, but you like, Oh, how can I have different money coming in from different avenues? Right? One day, VJ, mm-hmm. you're not going to be as fast as you are now. Just, just saying, one day. Right. So, have you thought of that? Like, you could have like the VJ branded blah blah blah, or the Black Forest branded blah blah blah, and sell some of that shit. Right. Totally. Um, yeah, I saw that um, recently with some obstacle racers that um, you know moved away from being like full time elite and had to find a job you know, and didn't build anything for themselves their entire career. And, you know, it was kind of like, oh, shit. Like, I mean, I have a lot of time to really uh, build my career and build my brand and everything like that. But uh, if I don't put, I try to build anything while I'm in this position, then I'm going to transition out of being competitive. And then I'm going to have nothing. And I'm going to go work at a grocery store or something. Right. You know, and I, that's not like, that's not ideal. So that, that was one of the driving forces behind starting Black Forest Performance Training. It was like, it's something I can put a little bit of time into. It's something I really enjoy doing. Um, like I don't promote it a lot, but I still have clients that roll through. And um, I'm thinking I'm just going to slowly put effort into that and, and keep expanding. And eventually, you know, say, you know, 10, 12 years down the road, I'm over it. I don't want to race anymore. I have something I can transition into that the foundation's already laid. Everything's already built. And, you know, it might be like a little empire that's already um, thriving on its own. So that's kind of where I am with that. I, I really enjoy, you know, doing the running mechanics work and I'm going to expand into a couple other fields here soon. Uh, especially now that I have more time, I'm not training like mad mid season. So that was kind of the idea there. Like I want something that I can smoothly transition out of being an athlete into the next phase of life, uh, without like, you know, any stress of like 
trying to figure out how I'm going to pay my rent without, you know, winning races. So, um, are you the first beneficiary on Richard Diaz's, uh, will he's going to, he's going to, he's going to bequeath you all of his training stuff so you can be that, that guy. (laughs) No, I don't think so. Um, he has a son. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then you're then you're not going to get that stuff. He's going to get it. No, but I'm I might like you know sneak into his house and steal some stuff. Right. And he's uh yeah yeah he's 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 not going to be in California much longer. He's actually moving to a new location. It's going to be pretty cool. You're not allowed to say where. Um, I'm pretty sure he's going to Tennessee. Oh, really? Most people go to Colorado or or Texas. That seems to be the big move. Yeah, dude. He's uh, outside the box for sure. But um. Yeah, like he he'll probably start doing like running clinics and things out there. So that'll be a new uh, destination for me. I'll be going out there and visiting. Be cool. Well, depending on where you are in the state, uh, you'll be only a couple of hours from me. But depending, Chattanooga is only two hours. Nashville is like four. Like this, it's a big wide state, very wide state. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Memphis is like three and a half. I can't remember. Yeah, I've uh, I went there once for uh, Warrior Dash World Championships. Oh, went to Milky Way Farms out there. Milky Way and Farms, that was, uh, 2015. Yeah, dude, that was like that was big time for me. I was super excited. Qualified at like a local race, and like you're invited to the Warrior Dash World not, Championships. I did not interview you there, nor did I even I think know you yet because I would have remembered. No, what, what place were you? I was in I was in 2014 and 2015. I was in both. I was in the one in NorCal. Right, but I didn't go to that one. Oh, but I went to Milky Way because it was a couple hours north and we made an amazing video about it. But what place were you in? I finished 14th, like not like my best showing. Right. But I mean, that's all right. Like I was still in I think I was still like a sophomore or junior in high school at the time. So how many minutes junior. off? How many minutes difference do you think you would be today than whatever that time was oh i could win that race now <laughs> i don't know where i finished but like you, yeah you're gonna beat you're gonna beat uh who won it that year max king you gonna beat max i think i could give him a run uh, in, a, in a race that short especially like that kind of course like there wasn't a ton of climbing like there was a big hill right at the beginning and then you just like go play hopscotch for the rest of the race right so yeah dude i i think like a course like that i could probably do pretty well uh, now i'm dying to look this up because i always forget uh, who what? I know Max won, but you know who the podium is? I think Hobie was was on there. He was on. I think he was on there both years. Wouldn't be surprised. I know Killian was off the podium because I met him there for the first time. So this is hilarious. Just seeing this picture brings me so far back. So uh, Max King number one, thirty thousand dollars. So bigger than Spartan, know, bigger than man. any race ever paid. Any OCR prize for second place. Joshua McAdams, ten thousand dollars. Really? Third wow. place, Brett Hales, five thousand dollars. So, when's the last time you won five thousand dollars for first at a race? Right? May. Well, not a lot though, right? Hobie right, yeah. fourth, Trip Hurt fifth. Um, Trip Hurt. His name is Trip Hurt. What a great name! What a fantastic name! Uh, and then the women's that year: Bridget Fanick, Bridget Frannick first, Kimber Maddox second. KK third, Allison Morgan fourth, Mary Ballinger fifth. So like no, almost zero OCR people. It was just a fast race, and our fastest people mm-hmm. weren't that fast yet, unfortunately. For sure. It now it could have time. been like you. Uh, who did you just mention that beat you? You oh, Max King. You Logan. I'm just trying to think of the super fasties. Like you guys oh, could have oh, cleaned up. A Mark, a Mark Batres could do really well there. 
Why didn't Bat- Batras could, could have, must have gone to the SoCal one? I don't know. Like, Martin Batras is a dangerous dude. Just for some reason, like, he just misfires for some reason. Like, he has completely destroyed me to where, like, my confidence was shot and I didn't know if I was going to be competitive. And then I would go out and podium the U.S. National Series race. But then, like, a few weeks before, he just, like, completely dusted me. So I don't know what happens to him, but he's, like, so capable of, like, putting together a perfect race and just, like, destroying everyone. Yet he just hasn't done it yet. I don't know why. Yeah, I think this is one of the more interesting things I've discovered in the last couple of years is we, we, we tend to just we tend to just reward what we can see and what we know, right? Well... Mm-hmm. VJ is this good because he's fast. You know, this person is, you know, Hunter is good because he's strong, right? And it's, it's the champion's mindset is a whole other ball of wax, man. Like, like, like Michael Jordan did practice more than anybody else. Larry Bird did practice more threes than anybody else. Like, I'm sure Steph practices more threes than anybody else. It's not, it's not just the talent. It's a champion mindset. And especially in racing, I feel like whether it's, this or the hundred meter dash or fucking F one. I think there's so much that goes into it. Like talent is X, and then it's like what it takes to be a champion. I mean, I think you're, I think you're actually a really good example of a guy who's like setting these goals and growing as an athlete and choosing different things, and then like, oh, okay, I'm gonna go get this thing. And then now the question is, can you keep it? Right? Like now it's target on your back. Yeah. You're, you're a world champion, right? So it's a whole, it's a whole. I mean, even though you're still so young, right? I feel like. Don't you feel like you probably have a pretty big target? You talk a good game, which I like, right? That puts a target on your back. So, VJ, tell me about next year's U.S. National Series. Are you excited for that? I'm extremely excited for next year's U.S. National Series. I'm going in as the champ, and I feel like there's going to be uh, a ton more competition, like some new stars and some old ones coming back. Um, I've heard that Hobie's coming back. He's going to battle it out with his son. I think that's going to be, like, amazing to see but also i want to beat both those guys that's like the goal i want to defend the title and getting a chance to prove yourself against someone who's regarded as like the greatest of all time that's like that's a dream opportunity so i'm really excited he's coming back um we have like rylan and like all the people that we've seen performing extremely well this year uh and hopefully hopefully we can convince hunter to come out and do the series again if he can come out and do the series i think it'll be the most competitive U.S. National Series that's ever been, and um, I'm really just excited to be a part of it, but also to prove myself against some, you know, titans. So, so I'm looking the, forward to it. So this is confirmed. Like Hobie's, like I absolutely want to race against Hawk. So let's do it. Like he's confirmed he's in. Apparently, that's what he was saying in Utah, and some people talked to him and said that he said he was coming back, and he got his hernia surgery specifically so he could come race the series with his son. So hopefully, we see a nice, strong Hobie. Um, because that's, that's a very hard man to beat. And, uh, uh, with that in mind, I'm like, I'm, I'm getting ready for a, a beastly off season here to like really build up and be a, a you know, a, a different monster next year. So let's just, let's just play, let's just mess around here. Okay. Cause now I'm getting excited. So I very mm-hmm. wisely booked my trip to Jacksonville. As soon as this Jacksonville happened, I'm like, I know they're going back there again. They love it. Right. So it's probably going to be the U.S. National Series race, and they have, in fact, announced it. So first event of the year, you, Hawk, Hobie, Ryland, Logan, Atkins, 
Do we think Kempson is coming back? He seems to be kind of like maybe he cares, maybe he doesn't. Uh, I hope he does. I mean, he can perform really well. Right. But I honestly, that race is usually on a Sunday. Oh, so and he's out. <laughs> no calls. No calls Hawk available. Hawk too? Hawk will not do it either? I'm guessing. I, I mean, they're the same family. They follow the same religion. I would assume so, but maybe not. I don't know. That's a big one. We got. I, I think so. Well, that will be yeah. a bummer. So then we're moving to the second race of the year. But uh, yeah. But wouldn't it be awesome? I mean, when's the last? I mean, that would be eight, nine guys that could take three spots. We've never had that. We've had like five, six, maybe. But to have eight, nine guys mm-hmm. that can take the top three spots. Yeah, dude, that's gonna be beastly. <laughs> it's gonna be so cool. Yeah, this year we definitely. You're right there. I am on the men's and women's side. This is the most new talent we've ever seen, and uh, it gets me very excited. And I just had a conversation with some Danes this morning that would like to participate in the U.S. National Series again. Two of them. How are they going to spend that much time over here? um, I don't know. Maybe they got, like, someone they can stay with or something. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, dude. Uh, So I think um, Ida just gets better and better every year. And I think she can make a really strong showing if she does some, like, Spartan-specific prep and comes out for a U.S. National Series race, and you guys already know Leon. Like, uh, he can throw down. So we, we might have a very interesting U.S. National Series in the beginning of the year. What what would Ida have to do? How does she compare speed-wise to, say, Nicole? Um, I think it's something she can develop. She's not as fast right now, but she's very strong. Um, and, and a lot of the racing style that happens in Denmark and the country surrounding is very obstacle-dense. So she's two to three times as strong as she needs to be to get through a Spartan race course. Like she it's effortless obstacles for her. It's not really a problem. So if she puts a little more focus into the run specific game, I think she can do well. And I heard, uh, I don't, I, I didn't confirm this with her this morning, my, my bad, but I heard that she was leading Susanna um, in the Spartan race that she did, but then she missed her spear. Mm. So that's a task in itself to be able to do that. I thought Susanna won something pretty handily recently. I thought I heard that. I th- she did win. No, I heard she won something but I like heard by that- a lot. One of the races she won by like 10 minutes. It was crazy. So that's more than a spear, but whatever. Right, right. Yeah, I don't think it was that one, but yeah. Speaking like she of- won the European Championships, didn't she? Yes. But speaking of which, there's one yeah. more big one this year. Are you? Are we going to that one or are we not going to that one? I ain't going to that. <laughs> you going to that? <laughs> Vige, why aren't you going? They're, what? They're, they're flying everybody now. I'm not going to go like fly for 18 hours to sleep in a tent, dude. That's not my idea of a good time. Like, <laughs> this will make the uh, this will make the social media. I'm clipping that for sure. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, um, I don't know. I think that's going to be like the longest time wise uh, world championships we've ever seen. You know, it's going to be like three hours because you're going to be running through sand the whole time. It's going to be like. It's not going to be fast. It's not going to be exciting to watch. Like, wow, look how fast they're going. Like, they're walking up this sand dune again. So, I don't know. I've had a long year, a long season. I'm ready to, like, rest and relax on that sort of thing. I mean, I'm I'm with you for all the above. But then when they throw in the free travel piece, like, hey, Spartans finally coughed it up. I can understand not wanting to do the race either for all those reasons. But the fact that they're if they're covering the trip, it at least makes it a little attractive. For sure. For sure. But, like... At the same time, I like I've said before, I don't show up to races that I'm not prepared for. Like Spartan Games is a unique opportunity where I went 
even though I wasn't ready to, to do a competition like that, just because it would be a really fun experience. But this is a world championship event. I'm not going to throw myself into it half-assed. Like, if I show up to a world championship, like, like I'm, I'm coming for the win. Like that's, or, or at least I've done training and preparation that has like earned my place there. I don't feel like I'm, I'm not in the kind of condition where I could put together a strong performance there. So it's really just not worth my time at this point. Okay. Yeah. I understand. Who would you, who would you predict to win that? Atkins. Who else? Who else is going? I don't know. I'm trying to find out who's going. That's the thing. It's like Atkins is the one that's confirmed that he says he's going and I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt him. And like the longer the race gets, the more time you have to spend in the race, the better he's going to do. So with it being in sand for a really long freaking time and leg speed, isn't really going to be a factor there. Like he's a man. But I think he's going to be do really, if, really well. What if you came in second and won $15,000? Oh, well that would be like second place with a big asterisk next to it. Right. So can't uh can't be doing that. Why would it have a big asterisk? Oh well, like apparently not everybody's going to be there, right? It's not a real world championship unless everyone's there, right? Oh, are you? Is this you? Is this you like trolling the people that are trolling you about OCRWC? Is that what's happening here? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Things you cutting out. I have no idea what's going on. Oh come on, man. Do you do you feel people gave you that shit? Because I said I disagree with that a hundred percent. It's it it is what it is, man. Can't. Can't help who's not there. Can't help who didn't come. Like, if literally yeah, no well, one, VJ, I mean, VJ, if it was literally no one, if it was you and a bunch of fucking age groupers, then I'd be like, yeah, he doesn't deserve it. But <laughs> you showed up and raced against very hard competition and won. So, yeah, well, um, yeah, that's, that's, it is what it is. And I just tried to make everybody understand, like, I can't control who shows up. And it's hard when, like, to, like, keep your head on your shoulders when everyone's trying to take shit away from you before, you know, it's even happened, too. I was just like, fuck, dude, come on. Like, I've worked really hard for this. Like, give me, give me like five minutes. Let me enjoy it for a minute. Your boy, Atkins gave you some love the other day, though. Did you hear that? I did not. But <sighs> I, I think, like, I, uh, I don't know. I think I, I left Spartan Games with a better relationship with Atkins than I went in with. Like, we had, like, chatted a few times. We didn't really know each other. But after Spartan Games, like, I don't know, hung out a few times. It's pretty cool. So you never watched the clip, even though I told you it was very specifically like the last one minute. It was very easy for you to find because I can play. I'd like to play it for you now. Actually, it's very nice. No, I'll I'll, I'll check it out. No worries. But um, yeah, I don't know. I've been having some like social media issues lately. Like my, I thought my Instagram got deleted yesterday because someone reported something that I posted as like inappropriate content. So then I couldn't access my account for like twenty four hours. Was it nudes? And then I started. Yeah, dude, I post a lot of nudes. Um, I've been working with Benny Gifford lately. Uh, he's been helping me with my form. <laughs> One thing I'll say is that I was really impressed with BJ. BJ, uh, I've been critical of his approach in the past, but um, he is a really super solid athlete, and uh, and like just. Maybe it's when he's um, not in his element that he's more humble or something. Uh, but yeah, he was just seemed more down to earth and more approachable than in the past during the event. Well, I think that's huge of you to say, Ryan Atkins. So love you, Veej. Mm. Of your of your mm. current, I'd say strongest competitor currently, right? Yeah, probably. All right, your thoughts. Love you, Atkins. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I didn't know that I had like. I don't know, some weird, like, force field around me that made me, like, unapproachable or something. But, I mean, 
maybe who knows but yeah dude i mean i've always respected that guy he's like like how could you not he's just a freak of nature and he can compete in anything and he's he's been the man you know these past few years like um if i wanted to accomplish anything like he was the man holding the gate like he's he was the gatekeeper and if you wanted to you wanted to win something you wanted to accomplish something you had to go through him so i mean i've kind of had my eyes set on him as like he's the guy to beat like if you can beat him then you're something and um you know so i don't know if that led to like something weird but like I mean, I've always looked up to him. He's he's a stellar athlete, and just being able to accomplish what he's accomplished is is amazing. So, like, you know, yeah, maybe we're f- like more friends now. Crazy. All right, dude. Well, I won't see you in Abu Dhabi, but I'll see you in Jacksonville, I guess. I lost you, Matt. Hello. Can you hear me again? I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, I just see you waving your arms. Um, you know what you should do? Why don't you come crew for somebody in Laughlin? Come to World's Toughest in a few weeks. Come crew for a friend. For who? A friend, anybody, just come to hang out with us. It's the it's the OCR event of the season. Is it? Yeah. Uh, what when is it? I don't it even know. November twelfth and thirteenth. So a couple weeks. And where where is it located? Laughlin, just north of Vegas. Oh, it's not too far. Yeah, that's maybe what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Might go do that. You should come. It's literally two weeks from now. Holy shit! I'll just go like hang out. I've never been to a Tough Mudder. I've never even like seen one. It'd be crazy. All right, dude. Well, thanks for popping on today, man. I appreciate you. Of course, dude. This is fun. Good day, everyone. Yeah, we're, we're doing it in reverse order. That's sometimes you just got to mix it up. That was the show. Did you like it? We had Ariana Scalfo from the Spartan Games. Then we had Lindsay Webster, Spartan Games, but talked about it a little bit more. And then we had VG Jones. Spartan Games, but then talked about a little bit more. And uh, that was that episode, you guys. Uh, I do hope you enjoyed it. Also that I mentioned today's episode was brought to you by Stello Mints. Recently, I was surprised to learn that one third, that's 33% of us, are living with extreme stress. And sadly, this effect has only been compounded by the pandemic, leaving millions like myself trying to figure out how to cope with the ever-increasing pressure from work and life. And that's what Stello Mints were made for. Powered by CBD, Stello Mints are a fast and simple way to feel more calm and clear-minded throughout the day, no matter how hectic things get. Each tin contains 30 mints, and they come in three delicious flavors, peppermint, lemon, and matcha. You can use code ORM, and you will get 15% off right now by going to stellomints.com. S-T-E-L-L-O mints.com and use code ORM for 15% off. That's stellomints.com. So yeah, that was today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it as you're probably going to be seeing your feed filled with lots of good stuff about the world's toughest mutter, which is coming very soon. Next week, we'll have tons and tons of content live from there and then afterwards. But thank you so much for listening to this episode. Hope you enjoyed Ariana, VJ, and Lindsay. Love you. Miss you. Mean it. I've got to run.